Welcome to And With Your Spirit, a homily podcast that takes preaching out of the sanctuary and moves it into your daily life. Let us make ourselves open to the voice of Christ and the movement of the Holy Spirit, that we might be transformed. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Lord be with you. Today we celebrate the feast day of St. Maria Goretti, Virgin and Martyr. We wear red in her honor, or actually we're white because of her purity. Either way, I want to talk about her sacrifice. We need it. We need the witness and we need the grace. For the times we have failed to give ourselves entirely to Christ, as Maria Goretti did, let us call to mind our sins. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus summoned his 12 disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits to drive them out and to cure every disease and every illness. The names of the 12 apostles are these. First, Simon, called Peter, and his brother Andrew. James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. Philip and Bartholomew. Thomas and Matthew, the tax collector. James, the son of Alphaeus and Thaddeus. Simon, the Canaanian, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. Jesus sent out these twelve after, the instru- after instructing them thus, Do not go into pagan territory or enter a Samaritan town. Go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. As you go, make this proclamation. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. The Gospel of the Lord. When this gospel reading comes up, most people turn their brains off. This one and a few others, too. Anytime there's a list of names, we kind of tune out, don't we? You don't have to admit that you did in this instance at this Mass. But most of us do. Um, The beginning of Matthew's gospel, the genealogy of Jesus, we get that reading once or twice a year, depending on what readings are chosen for which feast days and which years. But our brains kind of shut off because it's just a list of names, right? I mean, we know them. Philip and Bartholomew and Thaddeus and Peter and Simon and Judas, right? We get it. Just names, right? But are they just names? Today we celebrate um, St. Maria Goretti, and you know her story, right? She was born in 1890, the first of six children to uh, her parents, uh, Luigi and Assunta Goretti. Um, As a young child, she was already very pious. Her parents decided to move them from the, west, the east coast of Italy to the west coast because there was kind of a, a plague of poverty going through their neighborhood. And her dad wanted to make sure that they had a better life for his family. When they got to Natuno or near Natuno on the, on the coastline of Italy, um, they settled. And her father, whenever she was just nine years old, was bitten by a mosquito and died of malaria on May 6, uh, 1900. Um, the family was distraught because even back, back then, only 100 years ago, um, the dad would go out and work and mom would stay home and raise the kids. And in their poor family, they were just peasant farmers. Um, the father was a sharecropper and he was good friends with another family that was in the area and needed a little assistance. And so they shared a room or shared a, a, the top floor of a, kind of an old factory or farmhouse uh, there in the city of Natuno. And he would be out during the day working, mom would be taking care of the kids. With father now out of the picture, they had to readjust their family situation. Uh, Maria was only nine, but she became mom. And mom, Asunta, went out to be dad to make the money and bring it back. And one day, um, while Asunta was out and Maria was trying to run the kitchen, 
um, at home. Her siblings were all gone too from the house at that point. Um, Alessandro um, Serenelli, who was the other tenant in the house, uh, came over and forced himself upon her. She fought back with all of her strength, all of her 11-year and 8-month-old strength to fight him off. And he actually had to end up using a file that he had sharpened to a knife uh, to stab her, which he punctured her nine times before fleeing the scene of the crime. She fell. I think she went unconscious. When she woke back up, she crawled to the doorway of the second story of this building and cried for help. As she cried for help, uh, the only one person who could hear her was unfortunately her attacker, Alessandro, who was still right there. He came back, stabbed her five more times, so 14 times total. This was at 3.30 in the afternoon on a, uh, on a Friday or a Saturday. A Saturday, a Saturday. It wasn't quite a Friday. That'd be even better, right? Good Catholic story. It's on a Saturday. He left again. This time, people from the town had heard her cries, came running, found her mortally wounded, took her to a little convalescent center um, where they were trying to heal her. They realized it was not possible to save her life. A priest was called in. She said she wanted to forgive her attacker, Alessandro, before she died, and she did. An 11-year-old girl, as she is dying, she wants to make sure that everyone hears she forgives Alessandro. In fact, one of her last words were, I hope that one day Alessandro is with me in heaven. She died less, less than 24 hours later. Alessandro, at 20 years old, was scooped up and taken to prison for the first six years of his prison sentence. Do you guys know this story? Am I telling you all old things? For the first, first six years of his prison sentence, he behaved poorly. Actually, he was put in solitary confinement because he was attacking other prisoners. After six years of being there, he had a dream, and Maria appeared to him in this vision, and she offered him 14 white lilies. Why 14? Perfect forgiveness. New chance for him, right? And he converted. Um, actually, the local bishop was even helping him find this conversion. For the next 21 years of his prison sentence, he tried to become a better man and a Christian. He'd actually been baptized and confirmed and received First Communion all before having gone to murder Maria and go to jail. And after 27 years of being in prison, his behavior was so good that he was released in the summertime. And by that Christmas, he returned to Natuno, to the house of the only family that he had known, and knocked on the same door that he had fled 27 years earlier. And guess who answered? Asunta, Maria's mother. She was the only one home because with Maria gone and her husband dead, there was no way she could care for her kids, and she had put all of them up for adoption. It was Christmas Eve that night that uh, Alessandro appeared at Asunta's door, and he said, I've come to apologize. Will you forgive me? Asunta said, if Maria can forgive you, and if God can forgive you in confession, who am I not to forgive you? She said, come in, have Christmas Eve supper with me, and they went to midnight mass together, knelt side by side at the communion rail and received the body of the Lord together in communion in the church. Maria's mother, Asunta, would go on to adopt Alessandro as her own son, even though she had lost all of her children because of him. And in 1938, 1938 to 1941, Alessandro would be called to the Vatican to testify to Maria's holiness in her process for beatification. 
on her canonization day in 1950, Asunta was invited to the Papal Palace to be up in one of the windows of St. Peter's Square. It was the first time a canonization was ever had outdoors at the Vatican because the Vatican wasn't big enough as a church to fit everybody inside. First time ever, half a million people showed up. And Asunta, mother, was up in the window looking down upon the sea of people that her daughter had brought to the heart of the church. And Alessandra was there on the ground too. He ended up actually entering the uh, CFRs, I think, the, the, the Franciscans, and lived a life of penance from there on. In 1970, Alessandro finally passed away after having a full conversion himself, and he died on May 6th, 70 years to the day that Luigi, Maria's dad, had passed away and left their family empty. Why did Alessandro do what he did? Could it be because his own mother was certifiably insane? She actually tried to drown him as a baby. She was put into a mental institution where she died whenever he was just two. Could it be because his own father, Giovanni, was an alcoholic and abusive and didn't give him any time? Could it be because his own brother actually ended up going crazy too? Who knows? Who knows? But the beauty of the story is that Giovanni and Luigi and Assunta and Maria and Alessandro, these people aren't just names in a list. Some of them are saints. Alessandro's cause is actually open for canonization. A murderer who killed a 12-year-old innocent girl might be a saint one day. And I don't know about you, but based on his life of conversion and the beauty of Assunta's love, Maybe he's already there. When you hear a list of names, um, don't just call it a list. <laughs> They're people, and we need these people because uh, these people can show us also um, what it's like to be holy.